Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 695, recorded live on August 28, 2021. And here are your hosts, the man who had switched over to Google Chat, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who had to switch back to Hangouts, Andy Lowe. Hi. Your time is limited, sir. I know, unfortunately, but you know what's great? Is when, you know, somebody sends me a message, I actually get the notification for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I might have kind of totally missed the notification. Do, have you gotten the, the also getting the emails of, hey, somebody might have said something while you were gone. And it's just like, no, yes. no, I was I was there. I saw that I have that gotten message. that. And I'm like, I, I'm well aware of that. And I purposefully ignored it. Thanks for reminding me of something I did not care to care about the first time. I'm actually going to go turn that off right now. Email notifications. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, blah. We've talked before, Andy, many times about Google and Google and chats. Yep. And that, like, they have failed... In every way, to have a modern chat application for all the moderns that have existed throughout the time there was Google Chat. Well, my my theory of it is, you know, Google Google used to have that what that twenty percent time, mm-hmm. and that's how a lot of their stuff came Sorry. out. Yeah, yeah. My guess is that you know. Whatever, what was what was the first one before Hangouts? I mean, there were several. Yeah, before Hangouts. <clears throat> but I have a feeling like these were all twenty percent things, and the people who were in charge of them, like any other good Google employee, would get a bunch of stock and then leave because that's that's what that's what you do. You go to Google, you make money, and then you leave. So the the standard bearers for these different chat things would always change and somebody would come and be like oh no that's that was that was larry's project i don't want to deal with that so then they came up with their own chat you know it'd be great google duo that's that's the new chat that's what we need because that would be their pet project so it was a series of pet projects to pet projects to pet project and nobody wanted to deal with the last guy's pet project because that's as as i found out by taking over somebody else's setup and projects, sometimes you look at it and go, why the hell did you do it that way? The problem is that when you do that and the person that you're looking at is you. That has happened to me on multiple occasions. Who's the idiot who wrote? Oh. (laughs) Yep. Yep, there's been a couple of times where I've been like, man, why did... Oh, wait, no, wait, I did that. Hold on, let me what, fix that. What kind of moron would go in and make it set up like that? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's Those are my initials on the code. Yep. <clears throat> or somebody else other, would come, yeah, somebody else would come downstairs. Let me guess, Drew set it up like this, and I'd just be like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe probably it was probably, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Drew or, or Tony, maybe? Some, yeah, or, or Some guy named Jason. Tony. Maybe maybe an Ann Tony. It's not a uh, Tony. No, no. It's, it's Ann Tony. Ann Tony, yeah. That that guy. What a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, the other the other weird one, and I tell my trainees this when we when we talk about coding and leaving comments. Um, I say that you are always a better programmer six months ago because whenever you go look at your code from six months ago, you look at it and you're like. I don't know what I did, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's sometimes I look at people are like, well, why haven't we fixed this yet? And I'm like, because I don't know how it works. It yeah. works. And my mantra has been, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, the difficulty with that is not always knowing when something's broke or not. Yeah, that's the, oh God, there's been a couple of times where it's, Stuff that actually has, like, FCC requirements, but nobody noticed that it's been broken because the people who used to handle that are no longer with the company until somebody comes down and, you know, I'm doing this checklist and all of a sudden I'm like, well, what is, what's this mean? Oh, well, that person used to handle it. I'm like, okay, well, who's handling it now? And they're like, uh, that's an excellent question. 
And I start going around to people, are you handling this? No, no, I thought this other person was. I'm like, I just talked to them. They said you were. So nobody was handling it. Yeah. Hmm. Yep, yep. Six months of, oh, shoot, we're supposed to be doing that? Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So how are you, Andy? Oh, I feel like this whole week sound- I've just been I've just been hot and sweaty and tired. Oh my god, it was an 86% humidity today with the heat index was 18 degrees warmer than the heat. Yeah, we had gotten a weather service heat advisory for Southwest Michigan. Yeah. And of course, what Isaac wanted to do was go to the zoo. It's really hot out. Yeah. Yeah, it's, we tried to we tried to get out there as soon as we could in the morning, but trying to yeah you know get the two kids actually dressed and out the door this you know midday by the time we got there but luckily it was okay. it, it, it was a small so zoo like, so the, the top of the the like weather the heat for the day no 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 we got there before most of, most of the time because of the heat delay the hottest mm-hmm. is the afternoon right ah uh, i mean i don't know it depends where you live i guess no it's it's mainly just it's usually, like, as hot as it's going to get around noon. No. No, no, no. No, it's normally around, like, five... All right, hold on. I'm going to weather underground here. Yeah, it's... it. Temperature normally peaks around 3 to 5 p.m. every day. All right. <clears throat> so, you know, if you can if you can get out before then, that's fine. That was, that was my problem. Is I had... Uh, we had a problem at one of the transmitter sites. Um, and this was one of the old transmitter sites. I think this site was built in 19... 19- 1940, I think. I think the original building was built in 40. And then later, uh, FEMA actually paid to put a concrete bunker over the building to protect it more from nuclear blasts or something. What? Yeah. The, the, the FEMA? The FEMA. I think it was FEMA. It was FEMA or whoever was, you know, the predecessor to FEMA. This is all, you know, happenstance stories coming from person who is no longer with us. So right. I don't know. I don't know the actual story behind it. Okay. Um, yeah, FEMA was built in 1979. So this would actually well, kind of make sense. Built. Right. FEMA well, was. founded. Right. Founded in 79. So this, this might have actually been FEMA. But okay. yeah, no, the, the building literally had another building built on top of it. So there's like, you know, like the, the, the right angle, like airlock pass through sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah, there's a whole nother concrete cinder block roof on top of the actual normal roof. It, it's, okay. very, yeah, it's, it's very dumb, especially when the, the spectrum guy came in to run cable and he starts drilling through the wall. And he's like, how big is this wall? And I'm like, well, which one? He's like, wait, what? And I'm like, you're going to drill through <laughs> one two. wall. And then you're, you're gonna, gonna wanna come, yeah. You're gonna wanna come into the building, <laughs> and dr- either either you have a really long drill bit, or you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna wanna come into the building and drill out in the same spot. Yes, in the same spot. You you will have to be careful to do it in the same spot. <clears throat> oh yeah, no. So the building was built before air conditioning was a big thing, right? So the building was designed and built and organized to just be naturally aspirated okay um which is fine except um the the electronic components can handle you know 90 100 degree well 90 98 degrees or hotter in that room mm-hmm. but if i'm in there working for more than a couple hours and it's 90 plus you don't plus want de- to be in there no, with no. 90 degree weather yeah so i would always go out there first thing in the morning and do some work and people are like so when are you gonna when are you gonna be done and i'm like well i'm gonna be done at noon <laughs> even if I'm not, there. even if I'm not done, I'm gonna be yep. done. Yeah, because that's Didn't I'm sitting there. This last week, I probably feel like we talked about this last week. Does that remember well, you saying that? Yeah. Well, it kept going. <laughs> okay. We finally got it squared away, though. So, in theory, I don't have to go back out there until the next problem. But still, it was it was just a week of being hot. And then I had to drive up to Holland because there was a satellite receiver update. So I had to get the satellite receiver on the network, and I go up there, and I put it on the network, and I get it attached to the satellite, and none of our station info is on the satellite receiver, so I call the syndicator, and I go, hey, the satellite's on here, but it, it doesn't have any of our information, so I can't do anything else. I can't, I can't switch anything over yet. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably out to lunch, doesn't get back to me, and I've got other stuff to do. So I start driving back to Kalamazoo, and I get an email going from, it's like, oh, I just handled it. I switched everything over. You should be good. And I get a call from the, the, the Holland office, literally like 10 minutes later going, hey, did you guys do something to the old satellite receiver? Because it's not working anymore. Uh-oh. Yeah, he had switched over the satellite receiver while we were using it. So then I had to talk the guy through the phone, how to plug everything from the old receiver into the new receiver, and then I had to go back up there the next day and, you know, fully install it, which I hadn't planned on doing. It's just, ugh. So yeah, it's been a long, Sounds hot... Like it's been a hell of a week. It's been long and hot. I've drunk, I've drunk a lot of water. That's good. Good. Staying hydrated. Yep. I have my, my unsweetened... Cranberry Raspberry Spindrift right here. That's me staying hydrated. I think all that I've got, I've got, I've got a couple of lemons left downstairs and a whole lot of that raspberry lime. Yeah. Raspberry lime's not bad. Well. (laughs) It'd probably make a pretty sweet mixed drink, actually. Well, yes, but drinking on the job is normally frowned upon. That, that is usually frowned upon, Yes. I suppose you do not get to do that. No. Nor do I, for that matter. Yeah. <sighs> oh. but yes, no, yes. Yeah. So so, we went to, so we went went to, to the, the zoo. zoo. Yeah, we went to the zoo today. You spent and then, the, the day in the heat in the zoo. That's that's where we got onto us, right? Well, we spent a couple hours. It was a small zoo. It only took us like two hours to go through majority of it. Okay. Um, this is the Potter Park Zoo up in Lansing. Potter so, Park Zoo. Wait. Wait, in Lansing? Isn't yes. that like an hour drive from you? One hour and... Hold on, I've got a list. Are you about to tell me that you have a list of zoos? Yes. And their distance in time? Yes. We have the... I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> so we have the Binder Park Zoo in Battle Creek. That's 33 minutes away. The John Ball Zoo up in Grand Rapids is 57 the Boulder Ridge Wildlife Park in Grand Rapids is an hour and six. Potter Park up in Lansing is an hour twenty. Potawatomi Zoo in South Bend is an hour twenty-two. Uh, Washington Park in Michigan City, Indiana is an hour twenty-six. The Fort Wayne Zoo down in Fort Wayne, hour fifty-six. The Detroit Zoo from here is two eleven. The Shed Aquarium in Chicago is two seventeen. The Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago is two twenty three. Toledo Zoo is two twenty seven. Brooksfield Zoo in Chicago is two twenty seven. The Sea Life Aquarium in Auburn Hills is two twenty nine, and the Saginaw Zoo is two thirty. I'm I I applaud you. And I pity you. Simultaneously. That I've gone through and figured out all of the zoos in the area that we could possibly go to and put them by time so I know... How long it would take to get to each one. Yes. Now, here's the thing, though. The zoo that you went to today, you said you spent like two hours there. Yes. But it took an hour and how long to drive there? Hour and 20. Hour and 20 minutes to drive there. I assume an hour and 20 back. Yes. So you spent longer in the car yes. than you did at the zoo. Yes. And Isaac was okay with that because he got to go see the zoo? Yes. All right. I met that kid, man. That kid loves zoos. Mm-hmm. Have you taken him to a petting zoo? Um, the uh, John Ball Zoo and um, Binder, well, Binder Park, not right now. Um, but they did at Binder Park let you pet goats, African mm-hmm. pygmy goats. We we have that at uh, the zoo here. You can yep. pet goats. Um, and John Ball Zoo has a little farm section that lets you do goats and like llamas and that sort of stuff. Okay, so no, you've not specifically taken him to a petting zoo. N- not a petting zoo, but there are places in the zoo that let you pet the animals, and he. <laughs> He's very apprehensive about petting the animals. Really? Yes. He loves to see the animals, but not touch them. Yes. It's even that way with just dogs. Interesting. Yeah. He likes looking at the dogs, but not... If the dog comes up to him... He is having none of it. He doesn't want to be anywhere near... Yes. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I mean, if if that's kind of how he feels... 
Why is he so interested in animals? I don't. I don't. It's it's because <laughs> he's four. I mean, for goodness sakes, I just spent 24 minutes with him with a a stuffed gibbon and a stuffed colobus monkey who were eating various types of lettuce. Is this a new part of the bedtime routine? Well, this was this was just our, you know, cool down period before we actually get in the bed. And we were sitting around discussing the the different types of lettuces that we could eat, which is also, you know, part of his vegetable, you know, fascination. So different. How many different types of lettuces did you go through? Uh, romaine lettuce. I can think of, I mean, I can think, let's see, I've got green, red, romaine, iceberg, and I guess, like, it depends what you count as lettuce. Is spinach a lettuce? Uh, yes, there was some spinach, there was some arugula, there was some kale. So we we are going way beyond lettuce into other leafy leafy greens that we eat. Yes. Okay. If it's a leafy green, it is technically considered lettuce to him. And then he also, in one of our uh, animal encyclopedias, learned that colobus monkeys like to eat leaves. So then that started to get played into there as well. Yeah, so, like, does eucalyptus count? Because it's not something that we would eat. In fact, it might be toxic. It's, it is, just it like is really toxic, bad. yes. That the, the, yeah. <laughs> the only animal that can eat it is the koala. And okay. they don't even get that much nutrition. How do I know these things? I, well, I mean, I know a lot about that as well surprisingly um because like it also wears down their teeth yeah it's one of those things it's like why did they evolve that way to eat this horrible plant it's like well the plants around everywhere and nobody else is gonna eat it so it's a guaranteed (laughs) food source for them so there's lots of it yeah um okay so like so how many how many leafy greens did you guys go through i think that we basically covered them there there was some cabbage yeah, there, there was... I mean, Brussels know. sprouts? No, not Brussels sprouts. That's not considered a, a lettuce. I guess if Brussels sprouts were considered a lettuce, like cabbage and red cabbage would have to be considered a lettuce. And if you're considering that, then like cauliflower is kind of a lettuce. And then broccoli? And like at some point, you're just too far out. You can have like a cabbage leaf, right? I I could possibly see a Brussels sprout leaf, but at that point, yeah, once you once you hit the Brussels sprout leaf, really? Well, I mean, I've I've taken a Brussels sprout singular and and peeled off the different layers because at that point they basically are leaves. Yeah, no, no, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, is peeling the Brussels yeah. sprout. You could get about that. You could get about that far. Right, but then but once those you... those are. I mean, they're they're basically broccoli at that point. You you don't. Be... You don't look at broccoli and you don't look at cauliflower and go, you know what would be great? If I just eat the outside of it. <laughs> you know, not well, the tasty part in the center, just the outside bit. Yeah. Yeah. What, which part of the broccoli is your favorite, Andy? Do you prefer the, the little green nodules? I like broccoli in all forms. Okay. We actually had broccoli. I, I had some broccoli tonight, actually. I, 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 I agree with you. In that the whole thing is delicious. I think the stem, the thick part of the stem, when you roast that, that may be the best part, though. Like, I like the whole thing, but I think there is a best part. Like, I, I like it from the mini trees all the way down. Yeah, that, that bottom, like, chunk. Where, who, where was I? I was at the Torch Club. And somebody, they had a side of broccoli. And the guy had ta- mm-hmm. basically just taken the full thing of broccoli... And, like, sliced it and gave everybody basically, like, a slab of broccoli that was on the grill. And that one was, oh, my God, so good. Oh, man, that that sounds pretty good, actually. Because you had the the meaty stem all the way up to the very tips in one one go. And it was just, oh. And it even even looked good next to, I think it might have been, like, a pork chop or a steak, one of the two. But it, e- it even but like, like looked good just on the plate. Comparing like that. the two of them, God, the Torch Club does good food. <laughs> oh, you know what I found out today? The what? Outback Restaurant in our neighborhood has closed. Oh no! What a terrible, awful loss. <laughs> Whatever will you do? <laughs> Not get do a blooming onion. Last time I went to Outback Steakhouse. I think it was my junior year of high school. We went there for prom. You went to Outback for prom? <laughs> where Where did you go for prom, Andy? 
Uh, we went to, uh, let's see, junior year. Junior year, we went to someplace out in Chelsea. So it's that restaurant that's right next to the Purple Rose Theater. Ow. Hold on. Let me let me pull it up on a map. Oh, Common Grill. I, think oh, I we used went, to go there. Yeah, I think we went to the Common Grill. I vaguely remember that place. They had really cool matchbooks. So yeah, I think we went to the Common Grill for junior year. And then senior year, I took everybody to uh, Travis Point for the country club. Nice. <clears throat> oh, yeah, no, we went to Outback for... I think it was for junior year. Might have been senior year. Probably senior year. Junior year. I went with Cat, didn't I? I don't. I don't think remember. so. That's been so long. Or maybe that was homecoming, not prom. So I think we'd broken up by then. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was a long time. That was a long time ago. Yep. A surprisingly long time ago. You know what I learned today? What did you learn today? That the. Uh, you break iFix place doesn't have any Pixel 4 XL batteries in stock. Rup, bro. Well, when's the Pixel 6 release date? I don't know. When is the Pixel 6 release date? Pixel 6 release date rumors. Uh, we're expecting Google sticks to form and targets early October for the Pixel 6 launch. All right. So about two months from now. Yep. Well, my... Pixel 4 XL is having some serious problems right now. Oh. The back plate has, like, the glue that holds it on has just failed. Oh. Like, entirely failed. Oh. So when I pick it up, it's just, like, hanging off of it. And unfortunately, the battery is also held by the same glue. Uh-oh. And so if the glue is failing on the back, well, it's also failing on the battery. So at this point, the battery's kind of loose. And like, if I give my phone a good solid tap, uh, it loses the connection to the battery and resets. Okay. So like, you know, that's not good. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not very pleased. Well, like I said, October. You can see what they're I'm doing in getting, October. Or you could, I'm not or you could, a new phone. Or you could jump ship. I'm not getting a new phone. You could, you could, you could. You could do a sideways and go to a 5A. That's not a sideways, Andy. That's the next model up from the one I have. Yes, but it's the it's the budget version of the model up from what you have. Yeah, I don't want the budget version of the model up from what I have. I want mine. <laughs> especially because, especially because mine, the Pixel 4, uh, Google doesn't count the uploads from that against your photo limit oh you see that doesn't matter for me i don't think because Why is that I, uh we've got google one between kate and i what is google one it's the the google cloud storage okay google one is a subscription service offers expanded cloud storage i guess so for two dollars a month for the two dollars a month of your life yeah we can get a hundred gigabytes of yep. cloud storage yep it's a lot of photos yep it's a lot of photos. Yeah, how much storage am I currently using for photos? <laughs> I know they, we're at we're at sixty gigs out of the one hundred right now. But on my device, let's see, sixty four gigabytes. Uh, ten gigabytes is photos and videos. So one tenth of your combined storage. Yes, and one sixth of my phone is right. photos and videos. But like. How many years will it take for you to fill that up then? I don't know. Man, why does Maybe the Google... Maybe we're thinking about. The Google app itself, Google app itself, is using up 1.33 gigabytes on my phone. <laughs> what the hell, Google? Well, you know, when it's the 20% time project. <laughs> so, um... Yeah. Should we hit topics? I mean, probably. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what topic would you like to talk about first? Uh, well, I got, I got a couple of good news ones. And one of the good like news good ones news. is actually EA related. I very much like good news. And wait a minute. EA and good news? Yes. That doesn't sound right. I know. So EA. Yeah. 
is launching what they call the what did I what did they call it the accessibility first patent pledge. There's a middle word in there that worries me, but then there's a pledge after it. Yes. So I'm hoping because I've I've fallen into my old habits, Andy. I don't look these articles ahead of time. <laughs> that would mean that like I would prepare, and the podcast just catches me off guard literally every week. <laughs> so what like I I presume they are pledging to promote accessibility in their games, but it says a patent pledge, so they will they won't not patent it because then someone else could patent it. But they will patent it and then open the patents? Yes. Hey, now are they going to design hardware or just like No, no these are these are accessibility patents based off of accessibility related tech in their games okay so they sit they've they have um opened it up mm. and actually sometimes have actually loaded up some of the code to github also, under i gotta go check activision on github github uh electronic arts oh yeah ea sorry electronic arts github hey they have a github Yep. The CNC Remastered Collection is on GitHub? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think we knew about this, actually. I think we brought this up. Yeah, here's all of Tiberian Dawn. Oh, my God. Here's literally all of Tiberian Dawn. <laughs> oh, my God. Saveload.cpp. Corresponding source code is free software. You can redistribute, modify it. Yeah, they they opened up the whole thing. That's... Incredible. Confidential Westwood Studios. Yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Last update, June 24th. Jesus. So, yes, so they they have some patents. Yep. That are based off of accessibility things. And then also they have... um, um, They they have open-sourced the code. Specifically, the one on GitHub is called the... uh, Which one is it on GitHub here? It's the Tunable Colorblindness Solution... Yeah, I'm actually, I've got that open right now. Yeah, so this, um, it helps address issues with brightness, contrast, and color blindness in digital content. License? Yeah, a, a Apache 2.0 license. 2.0. Yep. Require the preservation of copyright and license notices. Uh, all right, so what is... It allows users, Apache, Apache 2.0 allows users to use the software for any purpose to distribute or modify it and distribute modified versions of the software under the terms of license without concern for royalties. Yep. Sets some floats, has some methods. I don't know what language this is. I mean, it's basically pseudocode. <clears throat> well, yeah, because uh, one of the things they actually released, uh, which one is it? Uh, which one? There was one that they actually had a patent for, but they haven't actually created the hardware for it yet, but they're like... Here you go, people. We haven't actually figured out what to do with this patent, but it's out there now. So, um... Sorry, I'm, I'm just browsing through this code, <laughs> reading the comments, because the comments are... So, it, there's a function called LMS to RGB, which is a shift from the luminosity to RGB color representation. The magic numbers are standard conversion values used to do this. See this Wikipedia article for details. And I'm just amused because, like, they, they just put in decimal, like, flat-out decimal numbers. And they are. Like, they're just a standard set of numbers to do a conversion from LMS to uh, RGB. And it's just amusing that they just refer to them as the magic numbers below. Here you go. Shifts with colors based on colorblind color weaknesses to areas where a user can better see. Magic numbers model the way the human eye works when affected by different color deficiencies. They will never change. See this website for details. Oh, here it is. The personalized sound technology patent that will modify or create music for people based on their listening preferences and level of hearing. EA hasn't developed the tech yet, but they've got the patent for it, and they actually put that one out there too, saying, here you guys go. I had to to figure out which one it was. So yeah, EA pledge to say hey look we have these patents but we want to make video games more accessible for all people so here you go here's the stuff don't worry about you know the lawyers knocking down the doors good for them i know that's i had to put that one in there because i was like wait ea did something good (laughs) ea did something not 
like, definitively evil. What? No, this can't be the, the same EA, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's just, that would be too weird for that to be actually EA. Um, and in other good news, the testing of the James Webb Space Telescope has completed. Woo! Five years later. <laughs> so they are now prepping it to ship down to South America? Is that where they're launching it from? Yep, they're launching it out of French Guiana. Okay. Why? I don't know. There's got to be a good reason for it. I, I presume. Also, here, I, so, they don't have a backup, right? Like, if something happens to this launch, the whole program is, is scrapped and screwed, right? Pretty much, yeah. It's not like they said, like, you know, here, let's, let's do the, the thing that we, like, always joke about doing, and why build one when we can just build two and have a backup? Why is it? Oh, okay. The um, the launch vehicle is an an Ari, Ariane five rocket provided by the ESA. Okay, which is also kind of amusing that they're still launching it from South America when it's the ESA. <laughs> but I guess it's it's French Guiana, right? Which is, yes is part of France. Is not part of France. Uh, let's see. Yep, is the second largest region of France. And the largest outermost region within the European Union. <laughs> so French Guiana is part of the EU. Yes, in South America. Okay. You know. I mean, at look, the there's equator, weirder right? shit in the world. It is, like, real close to the equator. Yeah, uh, which is really good for Four degrees launches. north. So it's a degree off? Yeah, wow. Isn't, isn't the equator zero degrees? Yes, so this is four Wait. degrees north. Yeah, French Guiana, right? The equator is zero, and North and South Pole are ninety. You said this is four degrees. Yes. Okay. Overseas Department of France on the northeast coast of South America. So if you go there, is it like you're going to France or going to South America? Anyway, where's this? Where's this launch site uh, in French Guiana? Corau, K O U R O U. Okay, I got Ready? it on the map. Yep. I mean, that's a big region. Oh, hey, there's the Guiana Space Center. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at that. That's, that's very... <laughs> Thank you, Google Maps. That's literally what I was looking for. Uh, I don't know if that's the name of the city. I want to know the name of the city. Is the city Corral or is the region Corral? I think the, oh, city, the city is, is Corral. Yeah, the city and is And the Corral. region. Oh, it's Corral, oh, Corral? I think so. God People, if you have a capital and you have an area. The space center is just outside the city. Well, hey, you want to you want to launch rockets as close to the equator as you can. Yep. So there you go. Is it the most. Now, Andy, Andy, let's yes. see if you can if you remember this. Why do you want to launch them as close to the equator as possible? Something about rotational speed of the Earth? Yep. If you're launching at the equator, you have the greatest starting velocity. Because that's the spot on the Earth yep. that's rotating the fastest. Fastest, yep. <clears throat> that's why the polar orbits and stuff there are... Polar yep. orbits are a pain in the butt. <laughs> yep. Because you got to get a lot of speed. Yep. Because your effective starting velocity is zero. Yes. Damn, this is... This planet, man. This planet is very pretty. Where's that tropical storm? Oh, the one that's gonna... Isn't it a hurricane now? Is it a hurricane now? I'm trying to look at the map and see where it is. Yeah, it's supposed to hit uh, Hurricane Ida. It's gonna hit Louisiana. Supposedly Category 4. I thought these clouds are real-time. Because I don't see what would appear to be a hurricane. <clears throat> images hurricane ida uh everyone's got it just off the coast of oh wow that's okay i found the doppler map of it yeah these these maps are not real time accurate right now i don't know where where these clouds are coming from but the, it's it seems to be missing a very strong hurricane <laughs> off the coast of florida that sure looks like it is ready to slam into louisiana Yep. 
90 knots right now, so that's 100, 100 miles per hour, I think. I don't remember. Looks like it's a Category 2, but it's supposed to pick up to a Category 4. Yep, because it's going to be lots of nice warm water in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, well, especially after this week. Yep. Wow, that is... Oh, including Metropolitan New Orleans. Oof. Yeah. I mean, they're they're in trouble. Like, Mm -hmm. again. Again. They're going to continue to be. Uh, Although it also looks like the the continental U.S. is not getting away unscathed on this one. Because it's supposed to continue after it hits the coast and curve up northeast into, like, Tennessee. Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia. By September 1st, West Virginia is going to be hit by a hurricane. <laughs> well, it's going to be a tropical depression, I think, by the time it actually... Yeah, at, at that point, it'll just be like a low-pressure area. Yeah. With a lot of rain and a lot of wind. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, Category 3. <clears throat> yeah, that should be basically right on top of... Oh, no. Yeah, it should on be top reaching, of what? Well, by 8 a.m., it should start to hit the coast. Yeah. I should make landfall at 8 p.m. today, the 29th. So tomorrow, today yep. there, because it's still the 28th here. Yep. Because time zones. Okay, we got off track somewhere, and I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about James Webb. Yes. We were talking about the telescope. Yes. Sorry, that one was my fault. I'm like, wait, were we just talking about colorblindness? Well, speaking of digging holes and going down holes, SpaceX... That could be taken several ways. Yeah? <laughs> SpaceX. Is digging themselves a hole? Well, they met with the Cameron County officials... Yeah. ...and the Boring Company. Yeah, which is also Elon Musk. Yes. So is he there as a representative of both companies? Well, yeah, because SpaceX wants to use the Boring Company to dig a tunnel from the <clears> south end of South Padre Island to the north end of Boca Chica Beach. Back to Google Maps. I actually know where this one is. I don't even need to, like, search for it anymore. That's kind of creepy that, like, I don't actually need to search for it anymore. All right, here's the south end of Boca Chica of Padre Island. Yes. South Padre Island. South Padre Island is a huge island, by the way. Yes, very long and narrow. Very long. There's also North Padre Island. Yes. It's really like a piece of Texas broke off and is just sitting in the water. And then if you keep going up, okay. then you get to Mustang Island, <laughs> and then you get to San Jose Island, and then Matagoria Island. So they want to drill underground from South Padre Island to yes. Boca Chica, which is here i found because i i can find it now because i know what roads to look for which is kind of amusing yes okay why well because we all know where you know the beach is i i mean we we don't all know but go on okay so there's a beach boca chica beach that yeah basically has one road going to it the road four yes boca chica boulevard Yes, which um, is also where SpaceX <clears throat> launch control is and yep. where the space la- SpaceX launch facility is. Yes. So anytime SpaceX needs to move something <clears throat> from, from launch control to actual launch site, they have to shut down Boca Chica Boulevard. Road. Yeah, which is the one road to get to the beach. So SpaceX wants to use the boring company and actually dig under... A tunnel. They want to put a tunnel in from South Beach Uh, under the shipping channel. But South Padre Island is way, like, north of there, right? Am I I crazy? Um, It's the the distance from the island to the northern tip of Boca Chica Beach is less than one half mile. Right. But what do they... Oh, they want... I, I see. I see. I got it. Okay. They don't want to do this for themselves. They want to do this so that other people have a way around. So they don't have to keep on getting in trouble with the county every time they try and close 
Boca right. Chica Boulevard for it's it's trying to give other people access to Boca Chica Beach by not going on Boca Chica Boulevard because they can say, oh, just take the uh, Route 100 over to South Padre Island. And then you'll get into this tunnel on the south of the island that'll go under the Brazos Santiago Pass and it'll spit you out back like next to the beach. Yes. And then you don't need to take Route 4 and like drive through several miles of wilderness. I will say it's a bit out of the way if you're in Brownsville and you want to go to the beach to go up to South Padre Island and then back down as opposed to just going on Route 4. <clears throat> what did the county say? Uh, the county has not officially said anything yet. Okay. I will be very interested to know their take on it. If I were in the county's position, I would say, why would we do this? Um, oh, okay, here we go. According to the newspaper, the Brownsville Herald, county officials would not be willing to pay for the project in South Texas. Right. So, yeah, this would have to be SpaceX. Well, I mean, Musk would, would just suck up the cost. Yeah. But, like, I, I would ask, like, why? What if they... What do you... Well... What what are they? What if they basically turn Route Four into their own private road? Basically, then I, as the county, would be very worried about losing that that power of controlling Route Four. Yeah, I'd I'd probably go to them and say like, well, wait a minute, why don't you just like build a tunnel under Route Four for your own stuff? And then they'd be like, well, we're trying to move things that are 500, sort, like 500 feet tall. And I'd be like, well, that's your own problem, not ours. Man, part of me just wants to go on to Zillow and go down Weems Street, which is right behind the, um, <clears throat> you know, SpaceX site. Mm -hmm. And just see how many of these houses are, act you know, see who the owner of all these houses are. I mean, how many of them just work there, right? Yeah. How how many has Elon, you know, how many has SpaceX bought for, you know, housing for? I mean, SpaceX probably doesn't own them, but their workers probably do. I mean, is company housing, like, actually still a thing that companies do? I don't know. Oh, I recognize that play structure. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, where are you looking? Oh, I'm wandering down um, S. Pearson Street. Right behind the SpaceX facility. So it Is looks it? like OnlyFans has walked back their <laughs> original statement. Yes, yes they have. Which comes to the surprise of no one. <laughs> I mean, it came from the banks, right? Like it yes. was the, like, yeah. we, we won't let you do funding anymore. That, yeah, that was the thing where, you know, they announced this and everybody's like, well, why are you announcing this? That doesn't make any sense. But everybody's like, oh, it's because of the banks. But they hadn't officially said it. But then they actually officially said it was basically to comply with the request of our banking partners. Which, in turn, was because they were getting pressured from the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, which is an anti-porn group. But that found that children were able to bypass the age verification system. Yeah, that <laughs> doesn't surprise me in the least. Nope. <sighs> Only fans. Okay. Why is McCree getting renamed? Uh, because it, McCree was actually named after an actual Blizzard employee who uh, has been... Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, oh, I know where this is going. I know exactly where this is going. Yeah. That's... Blizzard lead level designer Jesse McCree was among a number of employees dismissed from the company earlier this month, just weeks after the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing filed suit against the company. And said, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, okay then. So they have decided that they are going to rename McCree. And they're going to refrain from naming characters after Blizzard employees in the future. That's probably a good idea. Yep. Oh, no. <clears throat> what was the name of that kids show in the UK? What? Um, 
Sorry, I'm just trying to think of Jimmy Savile. Jimmy yes. Savile was big. He was actually knighted in 1990. He was he was an English knight. Um, was a kids show host on the BBC. Um, I don't know where you're going with this. Well, Andy. he th- he was a he was a big thing there, and he was kind of like the Mister Rogers of the BBC sort of thing. And then after okay. uh, after a year at his death, reports surfaced that he had sexually abused hundreds of <gasps> of the kids on the show. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, uh, let's see the the total number of alleged victims was uh, five hundred and eighty Oh no, sorry, four hundred and fifty had alleged abuse by Savile. So think of like your Mister Rogers. Of course, you're going to name you know things after him. You're going to you know streets and that sort of stuff there. Mm-hmm. And then later that comes out, and you're like, oh, that it's probably That's a bad good. idea to name a children's hospital after him. Yeah. Did so they I'm, name I'm, a children's I'm, hospital after him? Yeah, there, there were, yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, no, it's one of those things where I see that. It's like, yeah, <clears throat> naming things after people sometimes. Dangerous. Yes. Dangerous. I mean, I, I do want and, like, I eagerly await the Alex Trebek school of hosting. Yes. Just, you know, don't. Or, or trivia or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's like Jimmy Savile, Bill Cosby. It's these people are just like, oh, in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. Someone made the joke on the game show that I really like to watch. Um, um, actually, they they done they did a question about the animus in Assassin's Creed and about how you go back and live your ancestors lives. And one of the, the commentators was like, you know, you could only go back like one or two generations because after that, like values were different and you probably wouldn't want to know a lot about what was going on yeah and be like anyone back behind two generations is going to be problematic according to today's standards well that was like it was always the thing where we um oh that uh who do you think you are or um it was a genealogy series what was the name of that genealogy series? No, not fine. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, who do you think you are? Ten seasons of this show. There was a U.S. version, and there was a U.K. version. And the U.S. version, we all, the, the joke was every time you watched the U.S. version, if somebody had, you know, history in America, it was like, okay, how many more minutes till you discover that your ancestors had slaves? Oops. And the UK version, the joke was always just, okay, how far into the episodes before we get to the Nazis? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, just by virtue of when they came over, that none of my family owned slaves. Yeah, no, most of my family is... Well, shoot. Um, My parents were born in the US, but I'm not sure... I'd have to actually look at Kate's genealogy charts for this, but the amount of... Family members often, let's see, my, my, I know grandparents I'm, were I'm quite born. I'm confident that I can say that none of my direct ancestors were Nazis. <laughs> that, that would be, that would bring up a lot of questions, Dave, if they were. Right. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. <laughs> um, how are we doing? Uh, I haven't even checked. We're doing okay. things. Oh, oh shoot. Okay. Um. So I'm looking at the time and I'm like, yeah. I think we're supposed to be about done by now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. uh, somebody spotted a Project Jarvis tank out in the wild. What is Project Jarvis? You have to remind me. I cannot keep track of every project. Uh, th- th- I don't project even know which Jarvis, company is. Pro- that, it sounds like it should be a friggin' Marvel or Disney thing, and if it's not, then they should like start getting some lawyers out. Uh, it's the fully reusable upper stage for Blue Origin's new Glenn rocket. Fully reusable upper stage. Yes. So all of SpaceX. Yes. Okay. That's good. I mean, Which, you know, they're, they're working on this upper stage because, thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, monopolies are bad. If SpaceX is literally the only ones who have a rocket that can go to space, that's actually not as good as if there are multiple. I just wish it weren't Jeff Bezos. Yeah. You know, Elon Musk saying that Jeff Bezos had to, uh, quit his job as Amazon just to work full-time at suing SpaceX. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful and hilarious. Yeah. 
Which, you know, what's really funny to think about is we are basically two years almost to the day of when Starhopper had its first successful flight. And we're talking about how soon they're going to launch an orbital mission. Yes. Two years. Two years ago. That's pretty good, like, progress. Yeah. Right? Like, that's pretty good progress. And, you know, Jeff Bezos is trying to do his thing now, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's randoms? Yes. Or did you want, is there anything else you wanted to hit? Uh, Waymo is going to be doing self-driving taxis in San Francisco. Every single Chevy Bolt, in, or not, is it Chevy Bolt or Chevy? Oh, yeah. every Chevy Bolt. Every Chevy Bolt in existence is now under a recall. Or, I'm going to guess, exploding batteries. Yes. Woo! <laughs> is it, is it, batteries are hard, man. <laughs> oh, I know. As I look over at my Pixel 4XL <laughs> with its battery that's overheating so much that the glue binding back, like, melted. Yep. All right, so anyway, randoms. Randoms, we- random review, my review. Yes. I'm going to review... Masters of the Universe Revelation. Masters of the Universe Revelation. Because I just finished watching it. It is very short. It is like six episodes long. So you sit down and you're like, all right, I'm ready to like binge. And then you're like, wait a minute, where did it go? I only see five. It might just be five episodes. It's five or six. I don't honestly don't remember. I just remember it's short. Five 25 minute episodes and you're done. Yep. Yep. Now, there is a, like, season two coming. There's another five episodes, which is good because the ending of this is like, wait, what? Uh, that's not supposed to happen. The The same thing in the first episode happens, though. Like, wait, what? Like, that's, what? But that's, like, I'm sitting down ready to watch a reboot of He-Man. And I'm excited because, like, I never was really into the first He-Man. Like, it wasn't a big thing for me. But, like, I'm sitting here and I'm excited. It's Kevin Smith. It, like, you know he's a nerd. You know he's excited to be a nerd and he's going to do nerdy things. It's Mark Hamill as Skeletor and, like, looking for that cheesy, campy, like, that sounds awesome. It's not a reboot of He-Man. It's a continuation of He-Man. The first episode of Masters of Revela- of the Universe Revelation is effectively a, the, a sequel to He-Man. It is the, like, here's the next episode. Except it takes a really weird turn that you don't expect when you're watching He-Man. Hmm. I'm not going to go too far into what that is, but it was sh- literally shocking. Laura and I watched it together. And when when we saw that and they did the first episode, we both turned to each other like, what? 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 What just happened? What? And then the next episode picks up like years later and you're like, what? It's really good. Um, it is clearly a like project of love um, from from people who enjoyed the original, a.k.a. Kevin Smith. Uh, but also, like, the people that he got to come on board is crazy. Have you looked at the cast for this yeah. show? No, this is, this is quite a, quite a high-power cast you got here. You've got uh, Chris Wood. You've got Sarah Michelle Gellar. You've got Mark Hamill. You've got Liam Cunningham. You've got Kevin Effen Conroy. Alicia Silverstone. Susan Eisenberg. Like, the only person missing is Tara Strong. Tara Strong is what, uh... What did I watch her in? Most recently, Loki. She's Miss Minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, she was was the voice of um, Barbara in the Batman Arkham series. Yep. She's also um, Harley Quinn in a bunch of things. She's also Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. She's... Timmy from My Fairly Odd Parents. She's Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. She's a lot of things. She's a very prolific voice actress. Hmm. Well, I hate to say it, but I'm probably not going to be able to watch it. Heck, I haven't it's even... five 25-minute episodes. I haven't even been able to get through all the episodes of What If yet. You could do this during lunch in a week. Yes, but my time during lunch right now is 
doing zoos. Doing zoos? It's very calming to, you know. Oh, you mean playing zoo, whatever. Yes, Planet Zoo, yes. Planet Zoo. I get to just sit around there and play with lemurs and red pandas and, you know. And you haven't watched What If? Yep. Still need to do that. I, I, I don't want to spoil the third episode for you. I guessed correctly about as late as you could without them actually outright saying it. Mm. There's a scene where they're like they're figuring out what's going on. And like two seconds before they arrive to the conclusion, I'm like, oh, it's this. This must have happened. I was very proud of myself. Well, I'll let you know how soon I get it whenever I get around okay. to. So, you know, in five years. Yep. So is this net? Yeah, this is Netflix. Okay. Netflix. It's Andy. It's worth it. It's so good. And it's, it's the, it's the take on He-Man, but like with the understanding that the audience has grown up. So very, very, very good show. I, I enjoyed it. I'm excited for the second one. And yeah, uh, I will say this. It is not Shira. If you watch Shira and then you're like, okay, cool, I'm ready for more. Let's go see what He-Man is up to. No, 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 don't do that. Very different shows. Very different shows. One is a kid's show and is like friendship and power and responsibility. The other is like, hey, let's talk about He-Man versus Skeletor. Okay. Well, should we hit the randoms? Sure. The random, that was sorry, one the, of the randoms. That was one of the randoms. The random topic. Yep. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Who is John Galt? Which I those, don't know. Well, uh, I do believe who is John Galt is the opening line from Atlas Shrugged. Oh, God. If I remember correctly. Ayn Rand. Fourth and final novel. First sentence. First sentence. Who is John Galt? Yep. Tried to read that book. National legislature instead of Congress, head of state, shortages. I don't know. Who is John Galt? Is he like. If I remember correctly, he's like the main character in Atlas Shrugged. You're kind of like retrospectively going through his adventures across the United States trying to convince people to basically strike against the bureaucracy if I remember I tried to read it because everybody's like oh and Rand well because you grew up in Celine yeah and it just I couldn't just I couldn't do it and it's nope (sighs) that new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer is pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I got nothing on John Galt. I'm sorry. I literally nothing. No idea. Haven't read the book. Didn't read Atlas Shrugged. Did, I don't know if I read any of Ayn Rand's books. I don't have much of an interest in reading them. Um, yeah, yeah. I got nothing for you. I yeah, nope. That's yeah, nope, nope. I'm 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 not gonna. I don't want to get into objectivism. I just nope. We'll just. Uh, on that bit of a downer, I'm just going to say, hello, Peter. God, such a good line. Was it? We should also say that's a wrap. Yeah. Was it a good line? This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net Thank you for listening. <laughs>